Hello and welcome to the Tech Team Podcast from Cancer Research UK. I'm Graham. And I'm Josie. And we started this podcast to help tell the story of what we do at Cancer Research UK in the hope that other charities and people who are interested in technology will find it helpful or interesting to hear about our experiences. In this episode, we'll be speaking to Senior Systems Administrator Sam Oodle and developer Simran Tak, who both work in the technology team at Cancer Research UK. They're here to talk about their journeys into technology and how they both ended up at Cancer Research UK. Welcome both. It's really good to have you here. Hello, hello. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) To start us off, could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, please? Yeah, so I'm Sam. Um, I've uh, been at Cancer Research for two years now. Um, I'm a senior Linux sysadmin, so that involves our public-facing websites, um, hosting that in the cloud, um, and some of of our internal um, sites as well. Um, yeah, so hi guys. So I've been at Cancer Research for about a year and a half, just over. Um, and I work on building out our core products. So Race for Life, Stand Up to Cancer, main, the main website and about cancer. So like new features, bugs, maintenance, just kind of keeping the site up and running and performing as it should. Just a little job then. Just a few bits. <laughs> so you guys are here to talk about your path into the tech industry. Um, why do you think this is an important topic for our listeners to hear? I guess to inform listeners that there is more than one route into technology. Um, I guess traditionally it used to just be um, go to the university route and you know get a post-grad job and that's you set but I think now with technology moving on um, there's many different routes that some people just aren't aware of um, I wasn't aware of at the time um, even though I went through university um, but yeah just to inform listeners so can you talk a little about the route that you took um, that resulted you guys working in here yeah so I did a academy type training course for about three months um, so it's like intense training and then they have about three months to sort of place you in roles and that sort of stuff. So after my training, we sort of waited out three months and then, you know, you've, you've got placed so you're free to leave. Um, so after mine, I was pretty much free to leave because our course was really new. So we were the first uh, group, so they didn't have that many clients and stuff. So by the end of the three months, they're like, oh, you know, if you we haven't found anything. You can either wait and we can find you something or, you know, you can leave. So I left and joined a startup with Charles with for about seven months, six, seven months. And then one of the guys that was working there, his brother's a developer. And that's how they kind of, they were like, oh, they're looking for devs. And I was like, well, you know. <laughs> so that was somebody here. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, had you been to university before the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Course. So before that course, I was at university mm-hmm. for... And I did, like, a mixed degree of, like, web design and web development. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of in, in the sort of vicinity mm-hmm. kind of area that I wanted to go in. But obviously the training was a lot more mm-hmm. sort of intense and industry-focused yeah. to get you ready for that sort of thing. And we're going to talk a little bit more about yeah, that yeah. Um, in a moment. Yeah, and how about you, Sam? Yeah, similar role to uh, Simron. So, yeah, start off at university... Um, studied computer science. It was a four-year degree with um, an internship in the middle. Um, so that internship was um, at a corporate bank um, as a, a project manager. Um, it was a really good experience because it taught me what I didn't want to do. Uh, so I knew I wanted to do more, be in uh, more of a technical role. So I thought web development was my sort of career path. I wanted to be a web developer. Um, so after university, I did some freelance work and personal projects for friends and family. Um, and then um, I came across this boot camp where um, the whole goal is to 
basically upskill you um, with your current skill set and then get you in front of clients. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I really wanted to do. Um, so yeah, um, got onto that course, um, did a slight U-turn, so <coughs> realized that web development wasn't for me. Um, hated CSS um, mm -hmm. and thought, yeah, DevOps is definitely something that I'm keen on. And yeah, I never looked back since. Um, unfortunately, they didn't place me um, and any other students as well because their DevOps stream was quite new. Um, so I had to wait another three months to get out of my contracts. And then Cancer Research literally took me in the following week. <laughs> so um, as a junior uh, sysadmin, so yeah, haven't looked back since. Cool. And then, so it was it was the same kind of boot camp academy, yeah. Yeah. but were you in the same class? Did you know each other then? Different? Uh, no, so I was... I got there about, it must have been about three months before Sam. Because yeah, literally just yeah. as I left, his course yeah. started. Because I remember they were like, oh, yeah, we've got this new DevOps course. And they were like, please, <laughs> just want to get this training done. <laughs> and and I, think, um, I think it's, it's super interesting how you said, like, you know, there's a bit of a U-turn because I think for any of our younger listeners or listeners maybe just starting out in kind of their careers, you know, it's not often a straight path and you kind of do, yeah. you know, there, there are many um, twists and turns along the way. Um, and I guess yeah. that's kind of what we wanted to highlight a bit today. Um, I think for the benefit of our listeners as well, and also for me to some extent, it might be useful if you could give a little bit of an overview about the difference between being a developer and then DevOps as well. And um, what is a sysadmin, Sam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is a sysadmin? Uh, um, do you want to talk about developers? Yeah, so development sort of spans anything from... It is, there is a bit of a blurry line nowadays. Yeah. But if you want to look at just the like, core of development, it's kind of like... It's kind of what I mentioned earlier about building new features, like building out your website, what you want it to look like, how you want it to perform, what functionality it does, what is it serving to the user... So, like, all of that sort of stuff. And that's using code. Yeah, yeah so that's all Let's development. imagine you're talking to my grandma here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so it's all... Depending on what languages you want to use, different languages support different things. So, Sam was saying CSS, that's all about styling. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's very much an acquired taste. A lot yeah, of people, I, a lot of people so don't, bad at that. A lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Um, so, you'd, obviously, you'd use that for styling and, you know, be a bit more of a front-end development. But you've also got sort of databases where you, like, store your data and people's information, which is a bit more back-end development. Yeah. But I think it's really good to also, like, demystify. Cause, yeah. Um, and, and it definitely is, um, you know, a certain mindset, I, I think, that, that attracts kind of, you know, developers. But also there's probably some people that would really enjoy it, but maybe don't understand what it is or, or you know or a little uh, you know technology generally there can be a little bit of like fear there you yeah know? yeah and especially nowadays with developers you've got front-end developers yeah. who focus just on the front end and how it looks and then what's you've got the front end <laughs> <laughs> so the front end is, is, is the like, face yeah it's the face yeah. it's the, the aesthetics yeah. it's the functionality the and back, the back end logic yeah, okay. lo yeah. logic database yeah. sort of stuff. and then you were talking about devops as well yes uh, devops I, I don't like using that word because i feel like it means different things for different people um but it's basically development and operations and bringing it together um it's not necessarily about technology it's more about a culture an ethos a way of working and um, breaking down silos um traditionally we had um developers would um commit their codes they'd you know, build their applications and throw it over the fence to someone like me, who's a sysadmin, who we care about um, the availability of the site, the infrastructure, the underlining infrastructure where the site sits, um, and we would just have to make it run. Um, but now it's definitely a more shared, um, shared role where it's, there isn't a DevOps engineer. I don't really believe in that sort of role. It's 
an ethos, a way of working. So, so it's sort of a lot more collaboration. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I guess like agile principles. And shared, yeah. shared accountability yeah. as well. So yeah. it's not just, I mean, here um, we've got the sysadmins who are on call um, 24-7, but in some places uh, like Google do it really well where it's the, t- the whole team is on the hook. Yeah. So it's it's they do things really well like that. Um, but I guess we're trying to progress more into that with our teams. Um, we've got the .NET team, which are, they build it, they support it model. And I think that's what we're trying to span out to our different products. Mm. Did you kind of envision yourselves working in tech? Um, I always knew that it was going to be tech um, from, from secondary school. Um, ICT and IT was my easiest modules. Like it was the easiest grades I got. Um, and I think that came down from basically every summer holiday, my dad always got me to work for my uncle um, at his business in an office. And he always got me doing like Excel and database works. And for me, it was so repetitive. So I tried to automate it and um, using macros yeah. um, so that I can spend more time playing games. <laughs> so it was like unintentionally, I was learning how yeah. to sort of use logic to basically speed up the work that I was doing. That's great. So I always knew that yeah, I was going to yeah, be yeah. in tech. Yeah. I think, yeah, for me, I always knew it was going to be tech slash design. Oh, at first it was like graphic design. And my dad's a graphic designer and he was like, don't come here. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, okay. So I, I love tech anyway. So it was kind of like, yeah, again, it was more of just a natural path. Some of my family have their own businesses. So again, I was doing like, just like local stuff, like li- little sites and that sort of thing. And then I was like, okay, yeah, let's just, this, this seems Commit to, to it, be, yeah. yeah. I did not know that I was going to be working in tech, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll, did you? I'm still thinking I'm going to be a footballer. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen someday. <laughs> Remember the name? Yeah. Um, so if we can just jump back to the academy that you both attended. Um, I was wondering whether you can tell us a little bit more about it, a bit about what it, what was involved, and maybe a bit about how you found out about it as well. Did you both find out about it in, in the same way, or how did how did it come up? I feel like they contacted me and were like, "Oh, do you want to join? We've got this academy running. Have you heard of this style of like learning or you know building a career?" And I'd I'd never heard of it myself. I was thinking, "God, is this real? Like, I'm not I'm not really too sure." Mm. Um, so I heard it through that and I only knew one other company that was running a similar model so I think at the time I was doing it I mean now there's like loads yeah. but at the time I felt like there was the one that I attended and then like one other one so I was like it's because you're trailblazers <laughs> <laughs> yeah and yeah for me similar to Simron um, so they so a similar company came to my university fair and pitched the same concept um, so I started doing my own research and found this um this boot camp and yeah i had a friend who was um i guess in your sort of um year group and yeah he got placed so he was telling me good things you know so i just thought why not it's a good opportunity so yeah yeah and when you say you got placed can you talk a bit about how that works if that's something that they kind of promise you up front like um, and what yeah can you just tell yeah. like what is it what's the structure yeah um, so you, you mentioned before that it, you mentioned before that it was three months yep um can you talk a bit about what would happen within those three months as opposed to maybe yeah. obviously with the university degree it's three years so maybe just a bit about so what's involved um, so i think like the sort of the basic outline structure of it is they kind of take you in for three months and that's three months of just training so you'd have like a week on agile a week on ux a week of testing a week of 
coding we can javascript like you know whatever just the courses build up of a lot of intense things um and then they so they train you for free and then they have three months to place you within their with their clients so they'll have like channel four and other sort of smaller companies that they'll be like oh you know um we'll put you here for three months and we'll put you there for four months but you'll have a two-year contract with them yeah providing you get placed within your first three months so if you don't get placed then then that's when they say to you okay you know if you want to if you want to leave you can leave or if you want to stay and we will still look for something for you then you can stay um but then but that, and that's fine if you wanted to leave outside of your contract so if you wanted to leave during the training or if you wanted to leave post training then you'd have to pay, pay them the, training the fees, fees of the yeah. training back which were quite high so naturally you'd obviously you go in there to, you'd want to be placed um, yeah. but then obviously as you once you're sitting in that three months mm. <laughs> of no job yeah. period you're like oh god so technically it could be six months of unpaid yeah it is unpaid work like we yeah, both that's, did, that's we literally both what did it was six for months us, of so unpaid yeah. what did you do in between what did you do in that time because you're not allowed to you're, you're not, not allowed, allowed to, to like work in yeah, you're, not you're under contract so yeah. we still had to come into the academy Were you guys living at home at this time yeah still yeah. living at home yeah. travelling all the way to Richmond it is really hard like, I was travelling <laughs> from Essex to Richmond just like two hours a day yeah, just like quite... one way commute and it was it was really hard like mm. luckily I was working at Boots part time mm. but then it just meant I was working like seven days a week yeah, <laughs> only two yeah. days paid yeah so it, it was it was quite tough yeah, um, to stick up the six months hard. but I think that's really yeah. good to kind of call out because, you know, sometimes yeah, I think absolutely. people can be like, oh, this, yeah, dreamland. Oh, this, this career stuff, yeah. this is a walk in the park. But actually, yeah. like, when you look back, like, you grow up, you, like, you grow up, you know, yeah. <laughs> to, uh, yeah. to get to yourselves to where you are. Yeah. 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 And it was, it, was, it was quite hard as well because um, your trainers would, you know, they would try and keep you um, quite optimistic. And, you know, they'd say, we've got interviews lined up with this client and ex client X and, you know, it never really turned out that way. So um, it was quite frustrating at times, but... Yeah, yeah. So I think the first three months is fine because you're like, oh, I'm training, like six you're months feels like yeah. ages away. And then yeah. once you, after you finish your training, you're kind of just waiting. So did you get um, lots of experience with sort of interviews and things like yeah, that and, and exposure oh, yeah. to companies? Yeah, they prepped us interviews and we yeah, yeah. presented <laughs> to companies, but they just... I yeah, I feel, I feel like that's, that's something that was really good. They really drilled us, like, interview skills, technical interview assessments, presentation skills. Like, after every, after every module we had set, we had to do a presentation in front of our groups. So we were quite yeah. good at presenting at the time. Um, so, like, the actual training for me, I felt like was quite good. But it was just the promises after about, you know, being placed with clients, um, which, you know. I guess it helps you build like a little bit of resilience in mm. a way to, you know, things don't kind of always work out. And with the culture that we have here in terms of building stuff, it's always test and learn and kind of being prepared to fail. fail and, fast, yeah. yeah, and fail. And I think that's really good kind of like life skill. Do you still have any interaction with the programme now? And do you have any understanding of whether the say difficulty that you had being placed is is now not a difficulty for future classes or do you think it's possibly still a similar I, issue yeah so i recently reached out to at the time he was the head of like education um and he's left there now um and yeah he was saying that they've grown massively um even their presence on linkedin and um, online has grown a lot so i think they've got the model a bit better now yeah um but yeah i can i couldn't tell but, yeah because yeah. that's probably an important thing to emphasize yeah. as well yeah. if we've been saying that you know, your experience might not be the experience oh, yeah. that other people yeah. would have mm. um from that 
perspective anyway mm. yeah but overall like the training itself like it's quite good like it exposed me to a lot of like industry ready things which I don't know if I tried to look for on my own it'd be a lot harder because you wouldn't know where to start sort of thing yeah. um, so I think the training itself yeah you know, I think yeah with the training it more or less helped me get this job at Cancer Research so when I had my interview with Cancer Research I was very honest about the work I'd done um, and yeah they, they liked it even though the projects weren't like public facing projects but we were using the same um, technologies that we're using here so it was just to show that you know I've sparked an interest and I've progressed with certain projects so yeah um, and also like some of the people you meet the friends you meet I've got lifelong friends from, oh, yeah, from the course yeah. Um, yeah literally had my birthday two weeks ago and invited the whole group um, so yeah. nice. Yeah. and actually you know like you make friends but they are also a network yes. you know and in future yeah. you know <laughs> from university or whatever any courses you do you've kind of built that network if you make quite good relationships and in mm. future you never know when they're going to also become come in handy yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So it's funny you say that because at the time um, when we were at the academy we always used to go to DevOps meetups um, and that's something we still do um, as a group so it's like we're comparing some of the skills that we've learned. Do you know this? Do you know Kubernetes? Do you That's know, really nice. Docker Swarm. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. It feels like from what you said and reading between the lines that the experience that you've you've got from the academy has been a lot more practical, whereas maybe the university um, stuff is a bit more academic or a bit more theoretical in that sense. I think they're both two very different experiences because I think. Like universities, it's so laid back. You go <laughs> twice a week, whatever. You mm. hand in the work at the end of the time, whatever. This was very much Intense. at the end of the week. You had to produce something yeah. to show, so it, it meant there was no time for like breaks and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you are obviously trying to cram. It's three months essentially, which is quite a long time, but compared to three years, it's intensive. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, compared yeah. to three years, like, Jesus, it's like nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, it is a lot more practical in that sense. But uni, you know, it still holds its. Place and that's also a really good skill yeah. as well to build because you know in in the real world <laughs> as well you know you have like tight deadlines and stuff yeah and yeah, yeah, that's really, yeah. Mm. yeah but yeah even even from university because you know we set exams we had to yeah. study so you know you it's naturally you naturally like learn like how to build your problem solving skills um from that and just being able to persevere through you know, dissertation periods, yeah. and it does get quite stressful. Um, but Managing I guess, modules, that yeah, sort of stuff. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I'd say it's, both of it does hold its own. So if we touch a little bit on your time and experience at CRUK now, um, how have you found working in the technology team here, uh, and has it been what you expected it to be when you joined? Oh yeah, I've loved it. I've loved it. Uh, so yeah, I, like I said before, I came in initially as a junior. Um, and yeah, was upskilled really fast. Um, I think I was um, promoted to senior within six months, just because of the wealth of like um, knowledge and technology that we touch on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, received a lot of training, um, a lot of Amazon training um, from from my from my team. Um, so yeah, I can't really complain. Um, yeah, it's I've learned so much here. Um, I've loved I've loved my time here. The people are great as well, so yeah. it's like a it's like a bonus. So yeah. Yeah, I think a similar sort of situation. I came in sort of junior, now more developer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like coming here as a junior, um, I was the only junior developer. But there's so much support. Like all the other developers are lead and senior, so they really made the effort to sort of like 
you know, what do you want to learn? You know, where do you want to start sort of thing? What products interest you? Like, they really help sort of, if you enjoy in the products you're working on, it makes it so much easier to sort of pick up. Like, I've learned React now, which is, like, such a great library to have under my belt and that sort of thing. So they've definitely been, like, really supportive. Like, it's been great, and all the developers are, like, really amazing. They're so good at what they do, and everyone's got their own take on development. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's really good. Yeah. So, like, open question to the room, I guess. Like, do do we think that you have to go to university to work in technology? I think think we all did, but I mean, yeah. What, what would you say to that? Um, I don't think so. Um, I, but it also depends um, on where in technology you want to go. Um, I think if you're going the development, operations, DevOps role sort of route, I'd say you don't need to go to university. Um, and actually, we've well, I would agree with that because we've had developers here, and I yeah. know some developers as well. Yeah. A lot of people taught themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My boss, um, he never went to university. Some of our colleagues we work with never went to university. So, um, I definitely say there are some streams in tech that doesn't require um, a degree. I guess if you're trying to go the machine learning, artificial intelligence route, then maybe you might need a degree. But yeah, um, I think yeah. So it kind of it really just depends on the person I think because like, like we were just saying like university does definitely hold its own value mm. in terms of like even like when you go to some of these like um, like I went for women women's in tech conference and some of them were like looking for jobs and stuff but some of them still expected you to have a degree in the field so it is it, it does depend on where you want to go and what sort of company you want to work for but and what kind of industry but overall like that's what I'm saying you don't really need it it's a nice experience if you can get it but I mean nine and a half grand is quite expensive mm. experience mm. So, so but yeah in terms of like if you want to just go out and get a job and take the three months of learning you probably don't really and, need and, it that much but it does even, hold its value yeah and I, even for like recruiting and within our team we don't specifically look at what university or degree you've got it's the skills that you've obtained yeah, rather the, than I don't regret you, going. Oh, yeah. No. Like, I'm happy that I... I'm I mean, I'm happy yeah. I went. In debt for a while, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Prison> <laughs> happy that, yeah. Prison. I think that last point is the, is the key factor because I know that in other kind of areas of CRUK and areas in general, in, in marketing roles and, and, and that kind of thing, we see on the job spec that it wants that most of them will want you to have a two one degree or higher in a relevant kind of relevant field where um i think it doesn't yeah as you mentioned it doesn't seem to be the same for at least some of the roles within tech and i think that's a positive but it also um there's other routes to get in at more junior levels where um yeah where you can come into to this team and and kind of really kind of progress and and earn your kind of earn your stripes and, and, and make that progression on merit rather than kind of what you've got at the top of your CV, and I guess I guess also like you know we are moving away from this more traditional kind of model like the fact that these tech academies exist um, you know there's also like apprenticeships so um, this year we launched our sort of tech apprentice um, scheme across service delivery design delivery and change in engineering the only role that required some element of more technical coding knowledge was the one in engineering but all the other roles didn't didn't require any specific experience in tech internships as well major meetups and things like that 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 kind of these are like tools that people can use to kind of get into the community meet people understand what things they do 
need. And also local communities. Apparently, we've been working with um, Newham Workplace, which is, is not specific to tech, to kind of provide entry-level roles, um, which is a council initiative to support the, the sort of, you know, local population in Newham. Um, and support like local residents and employ staff that reflect the location that we're in. And we're also doing lots of work with sort of school schools and, and things. So <clears throat> I guess if, you know, people are um, interested in getting into these roles and techs, you know, it's kind of about, you know, using their local sort of services, councils, you know, careers guidance and stuff. And hopefully the, these sort of pathways will um, open up. Um, and there'll be sort of business partnerships and things. Yeah. So just uh, a final question uh, now for you guys. If if you had any advice to give to someone who wanted to work in this field, who wanted to be a developer, work in DevOps, that kind of thing, what, what would it be that you'd say to them? Um, I'd say definitely um, do your research. Um, there's so many different online resources online. Um, I still watch a lot of YouTube tutorials. Um, you've got Udemy, you've got Linux Academy, um, and also um, starting your own personal projects. Um, I think personal projects are really good to, to work on because um, you get through phases where you know, you're stuck on a problem and once you've overcome that, you learn so much from that, um, just that little phase of um, struggling. <laughs> um, and it relates a lot to how we work here at, um, in technology generally. I'd also say with that as well, like I guess, um, you know, if you don't have some actual kind of experience yeah, with yeah. an organisation, it shows a future employer that you've got um, portfolio. and um, passion as well. Yeah, and you're, yeah. you're, into, you're doing something off your own bat, exactly. even if you haven't got kind of the experience. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because I think is there, there's a natural fear of the unknown. So you don't know where you're going to go. You don't really know what you're doing. But I think once you've just do it and get on yeah. with it, um, Take just, a couple of steps. Exactly. It opens up the it next opens doors. Up and then yeah. you get into another bit of tech and you're like, oh, this is quite interesting. So. Yeah, and you also change directions once or twice as well, yeah. which you wouldn't have known unless you got the experience exactly. of just putting yourself in there and finding out mm-hmm. this is this is actually not the exact right direction for me. I'll, I'll swerve yeah, yeah. off and go... Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it about is about learning like what you kind of don't want anymore, mm-hmm. or you know what serves you at a time. But then you're like, okay, I'm done that. I'm going to put that down exactly. and then look for something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say sort of like I think last time I'm saying, I think research is so so important, but also just just try stuff. Like there's like now there's so many languages, there's so many libraries. You some take to some, some don't take to other sort of things. So just. Like just see what takes your fancy and see where mm. it sort of leads you. Mm. Um, and also, like, just a little bit of resilience. It's so easy in development and in technology to face a problem and just think, oh, do you know what? No, I can't do it. Like, or to just sort of give up at the first two hurdles. So I think, like, perseverance is, like... What sort of things... Sort of, so you mentioned perseverance. What other sort of things, like, help you to be resilient? I think definitely... It's not the obvious choice, but, like, take breaks. Like, it's so important... Uh, if you're staring at a screen of code and it's literally just written text um, for like several hours or even if you're, if you're starting out and it's like an hour or two hours, sometimes you just can't see the problem in front of your face. Like go outside 10, 15 minutes, like literally, literally let your mind clear, like process what you've just learned, go back in, fresh set of eyes. Like you're more likely to sort of 
Definitely. And I think on a bigger scale, if you're searching for a job or if you're waiting around for sort of three, six months, you know, you're gonna, you need a little bit of resilience. And actually, yeah. sometimes, yeah, you know, if you're sort of scouring LinkedIn and looking online all the time for kind of job opportunities, yeah. sometimes it's really healthy just to kind of be like, right, I'm not going to look for like a day, yeah. a week, whatever, just give yourself a break and then get yeah. back to it as well. Yeah. yeah. And then Great. the personal projects as well, because mm. it, it's just, it's just good. There's so many good things for mm. it, like mm. portfolio and your own learning and it's also good to measure your own development as well. If you've made something at the start of the year, developed it more towards the end of the year, you're like, oh my God, why did I ever write it like that? So <laughs> anyway, so, but clearly bad practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really great point. Well, that's everything we had to ask you guys today. So um, thanks again for coming along. We Thank really you appreciate so much. it. Yeah, it's really interesting to hear your experiences. And I, I love yeah. the story about um, you creating macros yeah. <laughs> um, in your Excel so you can go out and play yeah, computer yep. games. Love it. So thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Sam and Simran. If you'd like to hear more from the technology team at Cancer Research UK, you can find us on our LinkedIn showcase page. Uh, you can also read the technology blog at medium.com forward slash cancer research UK tech team blog. And we also have lots of uh, roles going in the technology team. So please check those out if you are interested at cruk.org forward slash tech jobs. Um, come and join us. We'd love to have you. Um, and if you'd like to get in touch with the podcast team directly, you can now send us an email to techteampodcast at cancer.org.uk as we'd also love to hear from you. All of the links will be included in the show notes for this episode. And thanks again to our producer, Steve, um, for working your magic. Yeah, thanks, Steve. And thanks again to everyone who gave us positive feedback in the last episode with Schnez and Caroline, who came on to talk about empathy in the workplace. That episode is still available to download now if you'd like to listen. And if you like this podcast, please share it on your networks, leave us a review and subscribe.